This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Joyce Teo. And I'm Ernest Lewis. Welcome to Health Check, where The Straits Times guides you to healthier living and clears up misconceptions with our expert guests. Today, we have Ms. Alvernia Chua, a senior dietitian with National Healthcare Group Polyclinics. Hi, Alvernia. Hello, everyone. Hi. So you're going to talk about a popular weight loss approach called intermittent fasting. So this is a diet strategy where some people fast for 16 hours and then eat within an eight-hour window, while some people actually fast on alternate days or maybe even for an entire day in a week, right? So Alvernia, can you tell us why this diet approach is so popular and whether it works for everyone? This diet approach is gaining prominence as an alternative weight loss strategy to the common diet regime of daily energy restriction. Some people may find this as a quick approach right. to lose weight, so they may see this as an easy way out in losing weight. So because let's say I ate too much during Christmas, and then New Year again I ate too much, and then again during Chinese New Year I think I'm going to eat too much, intermittent fasting, is it really good or is there something that I should know that is bad for me about this method? Intermittent fasting is just another method to restrict the timing that you eat in a day. But what is really important that one should take note is the quality of the food that you are eating, even during the window period that you are allowed to eat. Okay. So let's say if someone choose to fast for 16 hours and restrict their eating to 8 hours, hmm. during the 8 hours of eating, they should still practice healthy eating habits such as choosing a diet that is high in fiber, low in sugar and fat because if they continue to choose high fat and high sugar food to eat during this eating period, they will still be clocking a lot of calories. Right. And the main thing to help people to lose weight is that you actually reduce the amount of total calories you eat in the day. Yeah, so that's the key. I mean, yeah. not say fast and then suddenly binge with cropo and all this other nonsense and then pile up the calories again, right? Yes, There's exactly. There's no, no difference. Okay. So you don't actually have to follow that hours, right? You don't really have to do the 16, 8. It can be, I don't know, 15, 9 or something like that. Yes, but on the internet, the most recommended would be like mm. 16, 8. But there is also other methods like what Joyce previously mentioned that some people may even do the 5-2 method. So it's not about hours, but about the days in the week. So out of 7 days, they actually eat very little for 2 days. And mm -hmm. for the other 5 days, they just eat as per usual. Oh, okay. But how yeah. does it impact the body then? You know, rather compared with say in the day I eat, maybe I just eat less, have a lower calorie intake. Would it be the same effect as, you know, following this? As long as there is, you consume lesser calories in a day, overall, in the long run, you will still be able to lose weight no matter how, uh, what are the hours that you're eating. I see, but this just makes it easier probably. For some people, they may find it easier because if let's say they set a goal like, oh, I'm not going to eat after 8, then that actually helps them to reduce the tendency of them having late night snacks maybe. They are really told to, oh, I'm not going to eat after 8. Right, but for this one, it's a little different, maybe because there are studies done, because there are reports suggesting that it can help those people with diabetes manage their blood sugar levels a little better. Would you recommend this diet approach for this group of people then? For diabetes patients who are on insulin therapy and on diabetic medications such as sulfonylureas, I would actually caution them to watch out because they are at risk of having low sugar levels if they fast for a prolonged period of time. So it depends on if they are on insulin and what type of diabetics medication they are on. 
So yes, some studies shows that intermittent fasting has been linked to improving heart health by lowering the triglyceride and reducing the diabetes risk. However, mm-hmm. it is difficult to determine if these benefits are unique to intermittent fasting or is it just a result of weight loss. So till date, the studies done are relatively small scale and short term. So we don't really know about the sustainability and the safety of intermittent fasting beyond six months. Mm, Alright, now if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple's podcast or Google Podcast or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Miss Alvernia Chua, a senior dietitian with National Healthcare Group Polyclinics. So Alvernia, back to this topic of intermittent fasting, um, very fascinating insights. But are there any groups of people that should not try it at all and why? So as I've mentioned earlier, people with diabetes on insulin and on sulfonylureas, I would advise them to not do intermittent fasting. Okay. Others would be? Yeah. Others would be pregnant and breastfeeding mothers because they would require more calories to meet their energy needs to support the growth of the baby or to produce breast milk. Thirdly, young children and adolescents mm. because they need adequate calories for their growth and development. People with eating disorder because their bodies are already failing to meet the minimum daily nutrition requirements. Hence, being on intermittent fasting will worsen their condition and cause health problems. Right. People with compromised immune systems and those who have had an organ transplant or who are on immunosuppressive drugs, they may be at risk of vitamins and minerals deficiency, which are essential for their normal self-growth and development. Lastly would be older adults who are frail. Because they actually need a balanced diet with high protein and calcium rich foods to help maintain strong bones and muscle to prevent them from being malnourished and loss of muscle mass. And older adults would be in the range of what, 60 and above or 50 and above? 65 and above. Okay, yeah, because sometimes they get these spam messages that tell them, oh, you better do this, don't do this, do that, you know, so it's easy for them to fall prey to such things, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Alvernia, what are the common intermittent fasting diets uh, that your patients see you and discuss with you about? 16-8 method would be one of the mm. more popular ones. Okay, how does that work? It requires a daily fasting for 16 hours with a window period of 8 hours to eat. Mm-hmm. So what people usually does is that they might skip their breakfast and eat for a period of 8 hours from 12pm to 8pm or they may still have a breakfast but... Yeah just having breakfast at 10 and having an earlier dinner at 6. So six. eating from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Right, so the eating window is shorter in the day. Yep. And then the 16-hour fasting actually includes your sleeping time. Yes, it is. Okay, not getting up to snack, have supper, steal things from the fridge and all that. Yep. Okay. But during the fasting time, yeah. they are encouraged to drink more water. Water. Fluids. Okay. So anything without calories like tea without milk and sugar okay. and plain water, they can actually still drink during the fasting period. Alright, okay. So take water during a sleeping period, just no eating, right? Yes. And then after that, your eating window in the day, of course, is shorter. Yeah. Alright. So Alvernia, how would you advise a patient who comes to you and wants to try this intermittent fasting to lose weight? Usually, I would advise them to practice healthy eating by having a diet high in fiber, low in sugar, low in fat, giving them some tips on how they can eat healthily outside, choosing more healthy options, and also, very importantly, telling them the importance of exercise, that Mm -hmm. they need to do regular exercise to 
increase their metabolism rate and mm. to burn the extra calories in order to lose weight. However, if they mention intermittent fasting as an interest and they voice interest that they would like to start, mm. I would actually advise them on how to do it safely. Okay. And also highlighting to them that even if you do intermittent fasting, healthy eating principle must be in place and regular exercise must also be done at the same time. Right. So what are, I mean, from the cases you've seen, um, you know, what are the mistakes that they usually make when they want to go on this diet? Some of the mistakes would be they are still snacking on very high calorie potato chips or <laughs> uh, eating ice cream because they think that, oh, I'm eating one meal lesser so I can include some unhealthy snacks into my diet. These are some of the pitfalls. So patients who does that usually doesn't have weight loss, even if they follow the fasting periods. All right. So if they don't do that and they actually follow the fasting period, they can actually see results. Then. So mm-hmm. how much weight do they usually lose over like a what kind of period? There's one example where my patient actually tried intermittent fasting and the patient follow healthy eating habits, started to do regular exercise five times a week. And yes, the patient did show weight loss, but it is a gradual weight loss, which is shown in the period of six months. So it's about a kilo per month, I would say. So it's not like a fast weight loss, but a gradual one through six months. So is it safe in the long run? What are the, you know, some of the side effects or the possible dangers of following this intermittent fasting that we should know of? Some side effects of intermittent fasting include fatigue, mm-hmm. dizziness, nausea, depressed mood, migraine, constipation, excessive hunger pangs, and even weakness. So one alertness or concentration level may decrease too, as there are fewer calories to provide adequate energy. There may also be a risk of dehydration if the person Mm. does not hydrate or replenish the fluids that is normally consumed through their food and drinks. Therefore, I strongly encourage speaking to a healthcare practitioner before starting intermittent fasting, especially if you have any medical condition or if you are on any long-term medication. But if you have any of those danger signs, what should you do? Seek um, help immediately or? I would advise to actually break the fast yeah. and consume and drink something immediately. Right. And then see a doctor straight yes. away. Okay. Okay, so when we follow this and we don't eat for like how many, 16 hours, right? We actually should not feel any of these side effects then. It really depends on individual. Some patients mention that, oh, these uh, side effects are quite prominent. Mm-hmm. Therefore, intermittent fasting will then not work for them. So mm. usually they will say, oh, this is not a dieting method that is appropriate for me. Mm. Well, thanks for your insights, Elvania. Welcome. That's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.